This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, I had to watch Suicide Squad, the extended cut, which leaves us with a question. Would I rather watch this movie again or have my soul trapped forever in Katana's... Katana? Stay tuned. Find out. Welcome back, everybody. Episode number two of Honey, You Should Watch This. We had a few audio issues last week that we think we've corrected, and we're going to watch a movie that's nowhere near as good as what we watched last week. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, you were happy. I, I could tell. I could tell the whole time we were on the sofa watching this together. You looked like you were trying to figure out which items in the living room you could stab me with. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's that's not what was on my mind. But good to know. Oh, okay. You, you were you were you were either really into it and intense, or you were trying to not laugh out loud because you didn't like it. That's that's what I got. I don't know. We haven't really discussed this too much yet, but I kind of have a feeling of when you're enjoying watching something, and when I laugh and you don't laugh, well, yeah, I know that we're going the wrong way. <laughs> well, we'll we'll discuss it. I think a little bit later. I don't want to get too into it now. We'll do Suicide Squad is a 2016 American superhero film based on the DC Comics supervillain team of the same name. It is written and directed by David Ayer. Uh, it takes place one year after the aftermath of Superman's death. An intelligence officer, Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, convinces Washington, D.C. officials to allow her to assemble a team of dangerous criminals to protect the world against some of the greatest threats. The team consists of an elite hitman, Deadshot, who's played by Will Smith, former psychiatrist and current Joker's girlfriend, Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, a psych uh, pyrokinetic gangster, Diablo, played by Jade Hernandez, an opportunistic thief, Boomerang, played by Jay Courtney, a genetic mutant, Killer Croc, played by Adwale Ekunyone, Baje, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Well done. Wow. Well done. I had to listen to how to pronounce that name over and over and over I again. I would have absolutely murdered that name. There is, and I probably still did, but there is a video on YouTube that tells you how to pronounce this name, and it just, just goes on a loop. It's really funny. For, for future reference, just so that everybody knows, when I refer to him in this podcast, it'll be called Crocagator Man. And the team is rounded out by a specialized assassin named Slipknot, played by Adam Beach. They are placed under control of Colonel Rick Flagg, played by Ike Barinholtz, to be used as disposable assets in high-risk missions for the United States government. They all have a, a bomb implanted in their neck, should a team member decide that they're going to turn. Um, they are joined by Katana, played by Karen Fukuwara. Japanese, she is a Japanese swordswoman. If you did not tell by the name, that's why I had some of the problems, like why are you naming her after her weapon? It gets a little redundant. 
Um, one of Waller's intended recruits is Flagg's girlfriend, Dr. June Moon, played by Cara Delevingne, and she's an archaeologist who is possessed by a demonic witch known as the Enchantress. Uh, the Enchantress quickly turns on Waller for imprisoning her, and she decides to eradicate humankind with a mystical weapon. Um, the team is then deployed to save the world from this powerful threat in exchange for reduced sentences at Belle Reve. Uh, complicating things are Joker, who is played by Jared Leto, who is trying to extract Harley Quinn from the situation. The situation was in this? Oh, my God. Ah, you see that there pull? There you go. There's your movie. You see that pull right there? There's your movie. Piggy Show could be like, yo, look at my abs. And she could be like, oh, you're so much better than Mr. J. <laughs> uh, that's your movie. Yes, your I movie agree. right there. So okay. why did you make me watch this, darling? Uh, you know what? I made you watch this because I was, I was really pissed off at you when you burnt dinner that night. Oh. And I had to make you pay. <laughs> I, 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 well, to be fair, there's not a lot of stuff that I've seen that you haven't seen. There's more stuff that you've seen that I haven't seen because of your availability to TV and my availability when I'm busy on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I was struggling to, be, to find something anyway, and I knew that you had not seen this, and I knew that you wouldn't watch it on your own. So I used, I used this podcast as a weapon. As a weapon. As a weapon, <laughs> and this will be our final episode. <laughs> it's, I thought it was a fun movie. I did not think it was a piece of cinematic brilliance. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those movies that we have a mutual friend who will say, well, I enjoyed it, so I'm okay with it. We kind of go into movies wanting to see things and wanting certain rules and boundaries and you know cinematic art and stuff. But sometimes you just have to watch a movie and go, okay, I get it. There's a shit ton of plot holes in this, and there's this problem and that problem, but I enjoyed watching it. I, I enjoyed it. It was, just, it was just a fun superhero movie. It had it had its high points. It had its low points. It did some stuff really well. It did some stuff really badly. And I also thought that it might be a good movie for us to discuss because we'll probably disagree on a couple of things. Items will get thrown. Paper towels will be brought into it to clean up the mess. <laughs> Just a typical Jeez. Sunday. Typical Sunday in the Bishop household. What? Okay, tell me. So let's get into it. Like, what did you? What things? Tell me three things you particularly enjoyed and found that made this movie fun I by, thought, by your definition you thought it was a fun movie well it was it was it was a beautiful movie uh, it was it was it was easy to look at first of all this the, i mean it did it did win the oscar for uh best makeup and hair which <laughs> I, I guess i mean you know killer, killer croc looked like he took a lot of time to to make up yeah he did he did but i mean the costumes were great and the the makeup was great uh i thought i thought what they did and they presented to you to watch was very good which is not common in dc movies dc movies seem to short themselves on i mean the the straight up abomination that was justice league cgi is just it, it, it oh my god this got that right the second thing i like is there was several performances in this movie that i thought were really good I wanted to smack Viola Davis. She was just, to me, she was just pure evil. I thought Margot Robbie was fantastic as Harley Quinn. That, that's, that's one of those Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. castings that you get, as far as I'm concerned, where it, the person is perfect for the role. And you know what? Will Smith was Will Smith in this movie. Um, Jay Hernandez did a great job. I thought, I thought um, uh, Boomerang Boy was, was funny, but you know we'll, we'll get to him. 
I just thought, and even um, Joel Kinnaman, I, I thought that he did a, a fair a fair job with what he did. So the acting was pretty good. The third thing was, it just there was some some neat fun stuff in it. You know, the it, it kind of reminded me a lot of the '80s action movies that I really liked, like when you have Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, punch somebody and you know, uh, you know, take a seat or you know, the Last Boy Scout where Bruce Willis says, "Oh, you hit him with a surfboard." There's like, "Surf's up, pal." Things like that. It's just the the jokes were funny. This the elevator scene where Harley was going up and she's fighting him, and then she gets to the top and they look at her like they can't believe what just went. She's like, "What?" It was just it was fun. It was just a fun fun movie to watch. It had its moments where you were like, "Oh God, really? You did that?" But it was fun. Okay, I'll buy that. Not everything can be. You know, Silence of the Lambs. So no, no, and I wasn't expecting this to be Silence of the Lambs. I, As well, you should not have. Um, I had issues with getting into the movie. I, I feel like the the setup was was not as clean as it could be, and they were trying to do these really cool dossier pew, 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 comic book, um, but they didn't stick with that style. It, it was. I felt like if you started this movie with Amanda Waller, because I, f- I felt like there was a lot of redundancy in them trying to get you to get to know these characters. And there's a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah. Well, l- let's be fair and put it on the table. DC's behind the power curve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mar- they, they, they're, trying to, they're trying to be Marvel, and they can't because they're trying to do it too fast. Right. We had a we had our Avengers movie after we had, I think it was two Iron Man movies, uh, two Captain America movie, one Captain America movie, uh, two Thor movies. They had these characters in Avengers set up, and you didn't need a setup going into the Avengers. You could focus on the movie. There has been no movie with Harley Quinn in it, with Deadshot, with Crocodile Man. They 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 they're trying to put together something that can compete, and they're they're moving too fast. Yeah, they I, did. They did it with Justice League. I mean, in Justice League, you had Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, and I think you had only seen Wonder Woman for about five minutes in Batman versus Superman and Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman. We'd never seen before, right? It, but uh, but to be fair, a lot of people are familiar with Wonder Woman as as a, an icon in, yeah. in American yeah. popular culture. What? So it was easy to kind of get behind it. And the way she was introduced, although a lot of people would probably disagree with me, was was kind of kick-ass. Like when no, she it showed was. up for the fight, it was like, yeah. Yeah, it was. It um, was I mean, I mean, you know, Batman, Superman, that's another movie we'll have to do sometime where we, so we can totally destroy it. But they, they, that, that's the biggest problem with this movie is they're trying to cram five pounds of shit in a two-pound bag. They, they're, they're trying to do too much and keep it under two hours, mm-hmm. which is, I, I guess that's the... That's the industry standard for you know what this type of movie should be. Very few movies that are this type of movie go over two hours and get away with it. Avengers Endgame was one, um, but there's not many. They, they gave us too much to digest, and when you have to introduce the 11 main characters of a movie, even though the movie wasn't slow, it was, it was too much. There should have been more. It, it, it was like, oh, hey, we're going to introduce these people, and now that we've got 15 minutes left... Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and talk about the other one, and that's one. Of, that's one of the faults. It was. You're absolutely it was right. choppy. That's. It was. It was. It was really choppy, and and 
you looked at me at one point going, well, at least you like the music in this, right? And, and you're right. I do like the songs that they presented. However, it was like when Best Buy first came to my area when I was in my what, 20s, 30s. I forget when Best Buy really made it kind of exploded throughout the United Mid- States. Early 90s. Early 90s. Um, I remember going through Best Buy and hating it because it was at that point it was just so over mediated. You had a thousand TVs that were all on something different. There was music playing. It was just too confusing. And I really feel like the way they used music to introduce some of these characters was a little ham fisted. Like, well, you don't own me. Yeah, okay, she's an independent woman. We get it. And yeah, it, it that, was that one. But but you know what? That's what they're going to do with Harley Quinn. They did it with Captain Captain Marvel. They did the same thing with Captain oh, Marvel. They? They, well, yeah, they did. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. That's right. No, I haven't seen oh, it Oh, wow. I wonder what we're going to watch next. <laughs> I'm kidding. See, to me, when Best Buy opened and, and blew up in the early 90s, that's where I used to go to worship. Yeah, that's true. Because... See? Yeah, That's exactly. Because that I, I I remember taking you to Best Buy the first time that I took you to Best Buy, and I thought I was going to have to call an ambulance for you as we walked out of there, because <laughs> you were like, "That's too much. I don't like it in there." You didn't like Best Buy, I remember? Didn't. Yeah, I know, but that wasn't the first time I went to Best Buy. First time I took you to Best oh, Buy. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, there I'm you like go. Confused. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Like, tangent. That's off. We'll, that's a, we'll, we'll deal with tangent. this on our own. That that was a problem. There there's but the but iconic songs, even if you use them heavy handedly. It's still an iconic song, unless it's Nirvana. Then you can yeah, have it. Yeah, I but like compare it to the way that it was used in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. right? And that was a little bit more. It was the music was a little bit more diegetic because it was put to right um, Peter Quill, right? And was his part of who he was as a person, um, his personality, what what made him lo- want to listen to these songs. Um, I just kind of felt. Again, and was choppy too. Like if you had time to explore this, which you didn't, and, and I think that was DC's biggest mistake. I mean, because I, th- there still is an appetite for a Harley Quinn Joker movie, and there would have been an appetite back in 2016 for it because Harley Quinn is a really popular character, even though they haven't put her in a film before. I, and I think that you really would have had some time to build these characters because I, I Jared Leto gets this oh, he was the worst Joker and I think it's because when you when you look at the other films that have or other media that has used the Joker so you're talking about Nicholson you're talking about um, Heath Ledger you're talking about you know Mark Hamill even um, you've had time to kind of get to know that character and the way that they edited it was so choppy you really didn't know do I like this version of the Joker do I hate this version of the Joker they were just kind of shoving him in wherever they could and had they been able to build that I think Suicide Suicide Squad would have been much stronger as a film overall but it did well at the box office so well the biggest the biggest issue with the Suicide Squad is that they marketed this movie for about six months as a Joker Harley Quinn romance, and it's not. Honestly, it's, it's not a it's not a Joker Harley Quinn romance and Joker and Harley Quinn. It's yeah. not a romance. Honest, honestly, the only part Jared Leto should have been in this movie was at the very end, 
the very end, he breaks her out, and that's where it should have gone. Because that would have been... It sets it up. That would have been almost a M. Night Shyamalama Lama Lama Ding Dong moment where you're like, holy crap, I can't believe they just brought the Joker into it, but they didn't do that. Because Joker was the only character that they had in this movie that they could market the hell out of. And, the, and, and you watched... If you go back and watch the Suicide Squad trailer, it's like a two-minute trailer, and he's in it for like half of it. And yet, in the movie, he's in it for I think his screen time is like eleven minutes and change or something like that. Don't 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 text me and tell me I'm wrong because I didn't check it, but it's not much. I I remember seeing it before, and that's that in and of itself to me was the biggest one of my biggest issues. So he should not have been involved in it at all. It should have been all Suicide Squad because you could have you could have set up your characters better. You could have focused more on your story. It's hard to get into the Jared Leto Joker for me because it's a minute and a half of it here, and then 25 minutes later, it's 30 seconds, and then 15 minutes later, it's two minutes. Um, that Yeah, you just don't, I don't have enough time to sit with him to, yeah. to see where, you, where in the other movies you, you did. Everybody talks about how, oh, I can't believe that he just has metal teeth. Well, that's something in the story that they don't tell you. He, his metal teeth are there because in this storyline, Batman has knocked his teeth out. Before he, when he fought him and put him in Arkham originally, and before he broke out, that's where that comes. Why didn't you? Why didn't you show? You could have showed us that. Mm-hmm. You had five minutes of Batman with Deadshot. I don't. I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it. Exactly. That and exactly. that again is another one of the failures of this well, movie. I, and I think it was also a missed opportunity because had you been able to do do a Batman versus Joker Harley Quinn type of movie, you could explore because in Batman versus Superman, um, they had, they showed you, the. The Robin's costume. Mm-hmm. Is a costume? Is that what they call the superhero? I almost you, you, said uniform. You, so. you, you can call it trick or treat outfit. You can call. Hey, hey technically, but, it's a uniform. You got to wear it to go to work. But they they showed you, you know, the the Robin costume with the ha 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 all over it. They really could have. They seized that opportunity to build on that story a little bit because it left a question mark in your mind. When you were watching Batman versus Superman, what the hell happened there? You know, what storyline is that from? Uh, so that's that's one thing. But just to kind of, because um, they did market this movie. You're right, more Harley Quinn, more Joker. Um, in an article done by Deadline um, in 2016, and they kept adding to it. So the the, the article started about August 8th, um, and they kind kind of build it built into it and did some updates. Um, where they talked about how they, they had a really strong opening weekend run um, with 133.6 million in, in ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Um, but they um, also quoted uh, Comscore's post track, which does surveying after people have gone to see movies. Um, and it received a 73% total positive score. Um, a lot of African American Hispanic moviegoers made up a huge 40%. Huge forty-one percent of the audience, um, and they gave the film an eighty-one percent positive score. Um, some of the re- major reasons they wanted to see the film um, is Will Smith. Um, so twenty-three percent also wanted to go uh, and were compelled by the appearance as Margot Robbie as Harley. Um, none of this speaks to Joker. So Will Smith and Margot Robbie were enough of a draw. That well, they you, really could have. You had girls going to see this movie because of Harley Quinn. Because of Harley Quinn, yeah. and you and you don't you don't have girls going to see Iron Man because of Iron Man, mm-hmm. unless you're in love with Robert Downey Jr., which I am. Sorry, hate to tell you on the podcast, but the the I movie. I thought it was just Tom Brady, baby. 
There's room for more than one man in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, a movie that could have been so much more. They, uh, as DC typically does with everything they do that is not an animated movie or a series. Damn you, DC, for killing Swamp Thing. Um, they, they. That's for you, Mike. They fall. They fall short. They don't. I, I don't know why. They're 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 animated movies and they're 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 brilliant. They're they're by far the best, but they're they're full length productions. For some reason, they fall short. And again, I think it's because they're trying to cram everything together because they're trying to keep up with they're trying to keep up with with Marvel. They're trying to catch right. Marvel. And that's a, it's a it's a critical mistake. It's a very critical mistake. Um, one of the things I've thought about, um, at, but going back for a second before I move on to my other thought about which will lead into a discussion about the next rendition of this with James Gunn. Um, diversity, obviously, was a huge draw. Of course it was. Because they had a more diverse cast. Um, so that was that was in their favor. Um, in, and you're right about Harley Quinn. Even though Harley Quinn, um, and I know you're not going to see it this way, but as a woman, Harley Quinn can be a very complicated character. Because Why wouldn't I see it that way? All women are complicated. Quite vexing. <laughs> they can be quite vexing. Um, well, I think it's 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 hard to look at a character, um, one that's being as hypersexualized as she was in this movie. Um, I don't know what that means. That's that's too many syllables for me. Skimpy outfits and things like that. Oh, because if you see right man pleasing, man pleasing. There you go. Yeah, there we go. That's what I should have said. Stupid me. Um, if you're looking at the Birds of Prey trailer, um, you know, and that is, that's a film that is directed by Kathy Yan. Um, you can see the different influence of it. She, Carly's, Holly's outfits are much more, uh -huh. you know, conducive to running around and, you know, <laughs> kicking people in the face and things like that. So it's, it's, she's, she's toned down a little bit and I think that's, that's, Probably because Margot Robbie has had some a little bit more say in what she gets to wear, um, as far as that that's concerned, um, and she should, and it's it, I think it's it's good, um, but as far as you know, moving these, because th my question is this: um, this next Suicide Squad is this is this is a remake? No, it's a reboot. It's a reboot. And there will be no dead shot in it from what I understand. Okay, so it's not a part two. No, it is not a part two. It is a starting over. Starting over of this. So as I was thinking about this, because I, I sat there and I, I honestly wanted to like this film. I honestly wanted to find this film fun. And there were some parts that I did laugh out loud. You can attest to that. There was one. There was one. Two. I snorted maybe a, a couple others. Um, but I kept thinking to myself, you know, what other movies have I seen that have had big, complicated casts that have done this better? Um, all I could think of was obviously Guardians of the Galaxy. And that wasn't as big because the core group was five. But still, they did a better job of taking these diverse people and putting them together more cohesively in a way that you could kind of get behind. So it's no wonder they're picking gun for this. Um, but, you know, I also thought Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. So I just, I don't know, I just kind of felt like it could, could have been, watching this the whole time, it could have been done much better. Well, of course it could have been done much better. I mean, that's, but, but it's, 
it, what could have been and should have been is gone. This is this is what we have to deal with here. Uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, you have the dialogue was a little weak sometimes, even though some of it was funny. The dialogue was a little weak, but again, again, my throwback to the classic eighty action movies: "You're the disease, and I'm the cure." What a stupid <laughs> ass line, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows what movie that line is from. Just, but that's I laughed out. I that's why I mean the the comedy in it was it's very man driven. The comedy is uh, the stupid things, um, you know, the the big Australian guy who wants to fight and stuff, and he's and he's got a pink unicorn on him. I mean, it's just it's just a little this little stupid Which stuff. Is totally stolen from Deadpool. Uh, of course it is. There are times when uh, you know you you watch this movie and you just you have to, uh, even though I'm a big proponent of when I watch a movie, you have to stay within the rules. As far as I'm concerned, within the universe, they did stay within the rules. Nobody did anything crazy stupid. It wasn't like all of a sudden, you know, for 13 seconds at the end, dead shot could fly. Everybody stayed within within their power, within their within their zone, minus a couple things that we'll get to. But it's it it, it, it I mean, it just kind of is what it is. You have to look at this movie and say, you know what? I can't dissect this like it's a Citizen Kane or a Godfather. It's just I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to grab my popcorn. I'm going to throw my milk duds in there, and I'm going to have I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm going to have a good time. Because that's what this is. This is a. This is like you said last week. A shoot 'em up, bang bang, and that's that's what it is. Stuff's blowing up. It's it's pretty on the screen. It's um that movie is like a, I'm a I'm a three year old, and the movie is a set of keys. That's 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 what you got going on there. Yeah. It, it, it's not a cinematic masterpiece. No, it, it's it. I definitely not. But even the scenes where I mean, the, I think the scene that I did enjoy the most was when they come across their first battle so to speak this crazy mealy faced army mm-hmm. that enchantress has created and that was that, that was shot was killing it killing it man killing it um and i think that's but even then the the action in it wasn't enough for me to to really get swept up in what was going on it was nothing over the top mm-hmm. it, re- it really wasn't um you know it's hard to believe that harley is just as um uh, effective, mm-hmm. the better. There's a better word than than Deadshot because mm-hmm. she has a baseball bat. You know, I mean, Crocagator guy. I guess he's really strong, so he can kind of rip their heads off. You know, yeah. boomerang guy. Get close to me so I can cut you with one of my. It's there. You know, it, you you really could have done, in in my opinion, everything they did with a team of elite elite platoon of. You know, you could have ended this movie with a bomb. You could have just dropped a bomb right on top of them because that's essentially what they did anyway. They just a bomb came from the bottom, you know. They're they're, you know. But that that's it. Let let's move on to other things so that we can talk about things that we might have liked, things we might not like, not what it could have been, what it couldn't have been. Because I think we've already stomped that in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like the Joker nightclub scene. I did. I, I that's not Joker. Joker's not. He's not a. Uh, what word can I use to describe him? He's not a he's not a gangster. That that's like that's the word the the best word I can use. He doesn't run a nightclub because he enjoys music and watching Harley Quinn dance. He's the, he is like complete the complete opposite of that. He's with his shirt unbuttoned down to his navel with gold chains on. That to me is not Joker. That that's Joker is the guy that was in the plane shooting a solid gold gun, laughing while he's shooting at people. Joker is the guy to me. That showed up 
and went uh, at Ike Barinholtz's character and sits down on his lap and he goes, "I like you," and he's you know that, patting him on I the side like of his that face. That, that was a that great was scene. Funny scene. That was that was a good scene. That's that's Joker. Joker's not he's not a nightclub guy. So I, I don't know why they decided they need to put that in there. If they needed that feel, I don't know. I, they could have we could have completely eliminated that. Um, it, uh, it, it just felt creepy. He's like, "Here's my girlfriend." I'm just like, "What are we? What are we going after here, right here?" Yeah, that's that. Well, I I thought about that because I didn't understand the point of that scene either. But that was pretty much segued in by Amanda Waller saying, "You know, heaven help the person that just you know, this is the queen." So how is that a diss? Like, I'm giving you her. I don't want her. She's your lady. You're going to fuck me up because if I take her. I, I mean, it was a catch-22, really, that we're putting this guy in. And that's the only reason that I can think of that they did it, because that is Joker. Mm-hmm. I, he, if you do it, I'm going to kill you. And if you don't do it, I'm going to kill you because I'm going to kill you. I, that's the only thing I can come up with. It was just it was just a super weird, super weird scene. Um. I liked, I liked Will Smith in this movie. I thought Will Smith even. I don't. I don't know if there's. If there's. I'm sure there are a lot of actors out there that could have pulled it off. But I thought that he was kind of the perfect guy that you look at in Hollywood that you would say, okay, I can. I can see him having the temperament that he's totally cool, killing these bad guys for money, but also has the morals to say, I don't kill women and kids but also says the most important thing to me in the world is my daughter, who I can't have. I thought that they, you know, I, I don't know who else you would have cast in that movie. I, I can't think of anybody else that I would, you have cast in that role. I, I, I'm not coming up with anybody off the top of my yeah. head, but yeah. he's, he was serviceable. Um, it wasn't his, one of his finest roles, but he was, oh, he, no. was, he was Will Smith. Yeah. His finest role is a movie I can never watch again. But, so. And that's... Happiness, pursuit of happiness. Yeah. yeah, pursuit of happiness. Yeah, that was a rough watch. That was that was hard. Very rough. So watch. good though. What I thought and what I wished I'd seen because we we had talked about this too after we watched the movie is a little bit more of that black and white. I only do this for personal gain. I only do this for personal gain because you get these couple of scenes where you're supposed to have flag as your lawful good character and that's a Dungeons and Dragons reference yes, for you is. guys out there though yeah but it's it's made that's its way I, that's into why the, I love my wife it's made its way into the general zeitgeist right um and then you have Deadshot who what you neutral yeah very neutral character lawful lawful neutral lawful neutral um and they're supposed oh to be my god I'm making myself out to be such a geek right now I, you are <laughs> I, thank you I appreciate that I've worked hard you are a geek um, so they're clashing and every time, and this is, this goes back to your comment about, you know, bad dialogue. Every time they get in a clash, well, you kill people for money. That's, I mean, yeah, there was no, they're really trying to build that conflict there. And I think it really needed more of that black and white in, in Will Smith's character, but it's Will Smith. You got to make him kind of likable, kind of lovable because that's Will Smith. Um, and then Flag's character, and I was really surprised that I did not notice this guy or recognize this guy, the guy who played Flag, um, from other things that he was in, and really good things. Yeah, he's he's an accomplished actor uh, in a, in a, accomplished movies. Why don't you read some of his credits off? He was uh, he was in Robocop, two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he the one what I would have known him for is he w- he was Will Conroy in House of Cards. 
Yep. I did not recognize that. Um, those were the only two things that I've written down, but because those were the things that stood out to me. Um, there are a few other things I can't remember. Do you? Not off the top of my head. I, I know that he's 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 kind of a, a, you know, he's like a character actor, so he blends in really well. So you don't realize, you know, when you see Mil- Will Smith in a movie, it's like, oh my God, it's Will Smith. Mm-hmm. When you see Joel Kinnaman, he, he, you know, he's one of those guys that's in it for you know twenty minutes, or it's a he's he's a he's a ghost. He really is. He 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 blends in really well. Yeah, and I, but this this character was so flat, and they didn't. They well, were trying to make this contentious relationship, which wasn't as contentious as they wanted it to be um kind of your iron man versus captain america that's kind of what i felt they wanted you to like him because he was a soldier you know and and as as a marine i always support and root for guys in movies that are soldiers but here's a guy that's like oh i can't believe that you would do that yet you're banging the girl that you're supposed to be taking care of so you're you're good with that um, you are literally lying to the entire team, the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you're doing is fucked up because mm-hmm. even at the end, he goes, "Yeah, I've about had it with her ass too." Or, or no, no, it's at the beginning when they when they start shooting when they when Deadshot shoots and he's like, "Yeah, you get used to it." That he knows he knows what he's doing is dirty and underhanded, but he looks at Will Smith and goes, "Oh, tch, you shoot people for money." Well, guess what, dude. You do so too. do you. You just make a hell of a lot less because you work for the federal government. So, yeah, but they, they did not put any development into Flag. They're like, he's the greatest special forces soldier ever. No, 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 no. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sorry. <laughs> Back up just a little bit. Slow your roll. You do not diss the Arnold. Yeah. So you're right. The, 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 the writing was probably an 11th grade English project. Uh, at some school in California somewhere that's, you know, a, a liberal arts school. And they're like, hey, we have a contest. The person that went, there's, there's your script. Because there's a lot of plot holes in this, not even with just the writing, with mm-hmm. just the straight up the straight up story itself. The thing that killed me, because you were talking about this when he gets in this relationship with June Moon, who is also just boring as hell. Uh, in real life? I don't know, because whenever I see Cara <laughs> De- Delevingne in anything, I'm, I'm, you- I'm just like... You said that to me as we were watching it. I I don't know anything else that she's been in. I, she's I, I been can't. In, um, I haven't seen her, but I, I mean, just just listening to her in in interviews and stuff like that. She has been in. Where is she, Kara? She was in Paper Towns. Um, Never heard of it. Is it Valeria? Valerian? Oh, Valeria and the City of a Thousand Planets. Mm-hmm. Or is it or is it the Planet of a, is a, it's the City of a Thousand Planets? Just listening to that name right there, that should tell you about that movie. She's currently in and and an. I, I might want to check this out because I've been seeing good things about it. There's a show called Carnival Row. I think it's an HBO. Yeah, that's with um, uh, Orlando Bloom. Oh, isn't isn't that Orla- the Orlando Bloom one? I don't know. Maybe not. I could if be it wrong. Is, I'm definitely checking it out. Gee, why? Um, is he be is he going to be hypersexualized in that movie, or is he going to get to wear long coats and top hats? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like me some Orlando. Carnival Row. Okay, so that's where I that's where I mm-hmm. I got you. But I, I've seen interviews with her. I think I think when she was doing Paper Towns, and she just seems so disinterested in the process of even being. I, and some actresses don't, uh, and actors don't like those junkets and things. But it was just like maybe the one you saw was her thirty eighth of the day out of the room. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just felt that that was it. But I, I you brought that up and I laughed because you know in that first scene where Waller's talking about how she's got control 
over her her special task force. Um, and then she talks about Flag, and she's like, well, yeah, now he's in love with, you know, June Moon, so I've got even more control over him. How does it really? I mean, again, love is not a, you know, it's it's so The, the Amanda Waller character crazy. is completely underwritten. The Enchantress is completely underwritten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're right. It, it's they they again five pounds of shit in a two pound bag. Right. They didn't give you the depth and the of the characters, and they couldn't because these characters all could have standalone movies. They legitimately could have standalone movies. I mean, we talked for five minutes yesterday, and I already have the plot and the story and the synopsis for a Deadshot movie. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. And Harley Quinn has her own movie coming up, she essentially. Yeah. So you're you're right that that. That is a problem, but but they don't they don't give you it, and, and even Katana, she she's, well, I mean her name's Katana, um, you know they briefly mention that her husband lives in the sword, okay, and why why that was thirty seconds that you could have given lives me lives in the sword with all the other people she's killed yeah, yeah. So, so what's that like I mean maybe she's setting up like a costume party or something so that he isn't bored in the afterlife I I, I don't know, <laughs> you know and he and and it's the way they did it. All right, hop on. She hops on in her little skimpy outfit, and he goes, oh, yeah, you don't want to let her kill you because her sword sucks your soul. Yeah, that's just pretty much everyday conversation. That's how you – it, it's, it's, it's bad. I get it. But, but that's all right. To, to me, the, jo- the ride through it, was, was it makes up for it. I'm, I'm picking on it. I made mm-hmm. you watch it. But I went in this movie – I went into this movie with extremely low expectations, and I watched this movie for the other podcast, Top Five for Fighting. Mm-hmm. And when I watched it, I I was like, okay, I have no expectations for this movie. I, I was like you. I'm like, this is I'm about to watch one hot pile of garbage. And when you're expecting a hot pile of garbage and you get a lukewarm pile of garbage, it's enjoyable. You know, when you when you're expecting something to be fantastic, like if there's ever a sequel to Step Brothers, you're gonna mm-hmm. expect it to be a gargantuan and you're gonna watch it and you're gonna go. Eh, because it's almost impossible to live up to that, the, you know, the Godfather Three, any, you know, any the, the Phantom Menace. You're expecting all this greatness, and even though it, they're acceptable, it's not. So would you? So you, so the movie how it performs with you is based on your expectations going in. Except for you, you you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. I I didn't. I wanted to. I really did. Um, tried to. Sat there. Going comic book film. This is comic book film. Comic book film. Okay, all right. Okay, still not getting it. Yeah. Well, and, if you and it's and, and you know me. I mean, one of my favorite films. One of my top it, it snuck into my top ten was you know Guardians of the Galaxy two. Love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great movie. Well, Kurt um, Russell. Enough said. <laughs> um, but I think that there was a lot more built into it, and and I, I'm ex- I'm curious to see what. Gun is going to do with it because Gun has a really good way of taking um, these storylines and giving them a little bit more depth. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy one and two is essentially about a family, which is what they tried to kind of ham fist into the end. A Suicide Squad. Oh, I'm here. I'm doing it for my family. And you and I both watched the How It Should Have Ended, where they were like, "Really, family? Did we just really? meet like today? Family?" Acquaintances, maybe. Acquaintances? Well, all all I can all I can assume is that it will not be as you said on a on a, a global scale here mm-hmm. because these aren't none of these none of these people are superheroes. 
They're just they're they're just actually normal people. Diablo, you could say he's a metahuman, I guess, because of the way he can control fire. He's an X Man, whatever yeah. you want to call him. And, I, and, I don't, and Crocagator guy has a genetic issue. Yeah, I don't quite get. I didn't because it was so distracting the way they they did some of these backstories. Did they get into more about why he is that way? They just said genetic Crocagator. Yeah, just genetic. No, nah, he's mutation. just a genetic anomaly. She. The only thing she says is this is uh this is evolution taking a step backwards, which is um I don't remember the origin of of um yeah well, of, what point did we Croc? become from like monkey to alligator to man. Is that what she's saying? Well, you can't make that reference. That's a mean reference. Oh. Yeah, let us sink in. I, I know. <laughs> I, I didn't Killer, mean it that I, way. I know. You no, know I know. <laughs> I know. It, but it's just saying that you know we went from this. If if you if you believe and follow evolution, you went from you know uh, amoeba to fish to this to monkey to human. I, yeah, going to the crocodile. It's ste- it's a step sideways, or it's a ste- mm-hmm. it, 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 but it is a step backwards technically. Maybe I don't know. Again, it's just bad writing. Yeah, I mean, I guess if a if a if a person if a, a group of humans, normal humans without any sophisticated weapons, came up on a group of killer crocs, the killer crocs are going to win. So maybe it's not a step backwards evolutionary wise, but regardless, that's all that's all the explanation she gives. I don't remember, I'm not as strong in my DC uh, knowledge as I am in my Marvel. I don't remember if they have an origin story for Killer Croc. I do remember that he is one of the bigger villains in the Batman universe. Um, and what she said was right. He Batman was actually able to kick Killer Croc and get him out of Gotham, and he had to go other places and hide, and he kind of became his own guy. But none of these guys have, you know, they're not Captain America, they're not Thor, they're not uh, you know they're not Captain Marvel. They're just normal people, with the exception of Entant- Enchantress, who is—I mean, she's a borderline god. Uh, if you want to get right down to it, so to have them show up as just normal guys with just normal bullets and a you know a Louisville Slugger, this is it, it, you like you said, it's too—it's too much. It's too much on a global scale. They saved the world. They shouldn't have saved the world. They should have. It should have just been straight up. Save the city. Save the city. Um, you know, infiltrate, get e- out. Blah 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 blah. Extract blah. the thing. And and gun yeah, and gun might smaller. Gun might focus on that a little bit more. We'll see who he uses. I I I guarantee you, the only person that he uses it's the same. I bet is Harley. I, I I'm thinking he picks a different a different set. Yeah. Maybe Killer Croc. But they. I looked it up on IMDb, and there's only a. The, yeah, they, a couple of characters they, are they have being listed super so far. tight-lipped about this. Really, Marvel yeah. Marvel's got a lot of eggs in this basket. They need something. They need something to save their ass right now. Because uh, DC or, or, or DC DC. Because okay. even though Joker has been massive, it's not. That's that's DC's black. They're calling it the Black Universe. That's not Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. So we'll we'll see. James Gunn is he's pretty much um, put lifted himself up into that elite level of film filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, w- w- I, w- I won't say anything bad about it until I see it. And it's, I think it's 2021, so we're not even going to see anything of, of this until probably late next year, m- m- probably summer, but still. You know, there's got to be some better writing and some better storytelling here. We, we certainly hope. Yeah. Um, so back to Margot Robbie's performance. I mean, she's, she's, she's definitely good in this. She's definitely a, a, a bright spot. Um, the inconsistencies are... Um, work in the favor of the character because she can be a little say one thing then completely do another and yep. say another thing and um and sh- and she's good i know margot robbie had some misgivings about going into this character um she she wanted 
to do this character, but she I, she's quoted in a Washington Post interview as saying, I just didn't understand how she could be such a badass and then fall to pieces over some guy. I found that really frustrating. And I think a lot of women, too, um, as entertaining as they've made this coupling to be across the comic books and, and everything else, it's troubling because he abuses her. Mm-hmm. It is is abusive, toxic relationship. And I think a lot of people do get concerned that, you know, you've got teenagers watching this and saying, oh, couple goals. No, not couple goals. Um, so she had some issues with the two. Um, so Hold on. Read that, read that statement that she said again, and I'll finish it for you. Go ahead. I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. Should, okay. I just didn't understand how she could be such a badass and then fall to pieces over some guy. I found that really frustrating. But then they put a lot of zeros at the end of my check, <laughs> and I was okay with it. <laughs> Actually, she said fans seem to really love that about her, that she has this complete devotion to a guy that treats her badly. So her acting coach recommended that she uh, read a play called Fool for Love, which I, I'm not sure what that's about. I haven't didn't have time before we recorded this to really get into that. Uh, but it's about a, a couple in an extremely dysfunctional relationship. And then she started researching more about codependence and codependent couples. So um, she said, once I could view it in those terms, it, said it made sense. And I had a little empathy for the character. Um, and then it was very straightforward. And I, I just tried to make it fun after that. So she had some issues with it. She she tried to move her way forward, forward with it. I, I remember the summer that this came out because we were it was toys toys r us was still open they, they weren't closed yet we mm-hmm. were we went in there to look for some oh god some don't remind me toys r us is closed i know but they had the dc heroes dolls which are a big selling line yep um and of course they've got this little doll looking like the kind of dolls that i played with when i was gr- like a little girl um just like harley quinn and i'm like seriously seriously i Welcome to the machine. I know. It, and it's... You know, her concerns about glamorizing Harley Quinn are... are they're justified. They, they really are. Because w- the the relationship between Joker and Harley is... Of, it's, it is not, it's not borderline abuse. It is abuse. It's, it, abusive, it's, it's yeah. a very abusive relationship. And it, this movie portrayed, you know, the, their... The scene that was the deleted scene where they're on the road and she she drives down the motorcycle and all that stuff, uh, and then that that whole scene right there, she says to him, "A heart scares you, but a gun doesn't." That should be a girl's. There should be a, a siren going off in your head at that point that you got You got to get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's not the case in this country or in the world, really, and it's not justifiable and it's not acceptable, but it is very. It's very common. It's in a lot of movies. It's in real life. I mean, all we. I mean, how 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 much did we hear about Chris Brown and Rihanna? Oh, tell us more. Tell us more. It's she, she's right. Harrison Ford movie from the eighties. Yeah, well, any um, movie from the eighties. Right. And it was a different time back then, for sure. I mean, the culture is more aware of it, but it's still we continue to pump it out and pump it out because these movies and this the, stuff makes money. It's changing though. It's changing like. The whole thing, let's just say, at the end of uh, Indiana Jones, te- is, was it Temple of Doom, with short round? No, it yeah. was. Yeah, okay. I'm a time for love, Doctor Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Temple of Doom. So she's like, I don't want this. I don't want this. And he's walking away, and he grabs her with the whip, and it's like, oh, hee hee hee. I mean, that's what 
I grew up with seeing. I honestly don't see the problem. We will not badmouth Dr. Jones. I'm not badmouthing Dr. Jones. <laughs> I'm badmouthing the portrayal. Oh, of, it's horrible. It's horrible. When you She w- says no, but she really means yes. I mean, that's the, the heart of it. And that's these are the, the examples that I grew up with. Oh, I, he's a bad boy, but I can change him. That kind of thing. And, and some of that is being addressed. And you're seeing better characters come out of this. So I'd be really interested to see what's happening in Birds of Prey. Um, this, you know, the one thing that did surprise me though is, and I, I don't know if it was just from people who had seen the movie or some other person analyzing the movie or other conversations going around it, but um, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, well, when he pushes her out of the helicopter at the end, uh, wh- or not the end, but it pushes her out of the helicopter when he's trying to save her. Oh, yeah, she 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 got, you know, pushed around again." I didn't see it that way. He was saving her. Did you? Yeah. I, like, I, that's absolutely what it was. They were going to crash, so I just saw it was like, okay, she's got a better chance of living if I push her out than coming down with us. That that's is absolutely how I what happened so in that, that scene. That surprised me, I, I, and I was like, I, 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 didn't, I don't see it the way that other people had described it as. Yeah. It, he actually seemed to care about her to some extent in this movie that he wanted her and couldn't live without her, so they were both codependent on each other, even though this is not a very healthy relationship. But that is canon from the from the comic books. They are codependent on each other, even though Go- Joker's not supposed to be. He, she makes him happy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you say that about Joker, but you know it's uh, that's just that's just how they've written that through the comic books. I don't know again a ton about DC. I know more about Batman than any of them, as most people do, because I wasn't a Superman fan. But that is how that works. And, you know, sometimes he used her as a pawn in his game, and if he lost her, he lost her. And sometimes he went. Absolutely batshit crazy, no pun intended there, mm-hmm. because he needed to get Harley back. And that's the that was the Joker that they that they put here. I don't think anybody should crap on Jared Leto's performance because I think that he did a good job with what he was given. Um to complain about how he wasn't Heath Ledger, you know, you can't compare these jokers. You can't compare Joaquin Phoenix to Heath Ledger to, to Jack Nicholson to Jared Leto, because it's different contexts, it's different styles, it's different feels. Just appreciate them for what they are and what they were and and move on. Don't complain about this movie. Oh, I hated that movie because I didn't like the way he played the Joker. Well, you know, if you watched if you watched the DC animated movies, Mark Hamill doesn't do the voice for every Joker. No, he doesn't. He, there's like three or four guys that do the, the voices for Joker, and they're different. You, if you watch them and understand them, they are different. It's not just the sound, it's the the inflection and the meaning. They 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 really take these guys so I don't. I don't think the Joker himself ruined this movie like a lot of people. Like a lot of people did, but that relationship that they had there was pretty much spot on from the from the comics. They they gave us they gave us canon, which I give him some respect for that. I don't know why Harley Quinn is so famous because she really is not a good role model. But on the other hand, little girls don't have very many role models coming out of the comic books. Yeah, I. Are you going to compare her to um, how they represented certain characters in the whole MCU? Um, and you you look at a character like Nebula, okay, I, who I hated. I d- didn't like, didn't care for that character. I didn't think it was she was very interesting. And over the course of these movies, so between Guardians one and two, and then in um, Infinity War and in Endgame, Endgame, they really built her into a character that 
the audience really cared about really cared about and it was done well it was done subtly it wasn't in your face here's a woman that we're going to show you in uh, female empowerment boom um it was just done very well and built slowly over time I think people like Harley just because she's a fun character. Um, I think younger audiences kind of like her because she's right along the vein of the Kim Kardashians and stuff like that. She's attractive. Slight she's, less, slight less crazy than the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> she's Instagram friendly, I guess. I mean, and and one of the things that they did say about this movie when it, when I you know spoke to you about the numbers before, as far as why people went to go see this movie. Uh, with anyone thir with with the audiences thirty five and under, they tended to rate it more highly than than say people of uh, our age. Of course, you know, and and I think a lot of that has to do with context. Um, what we've seen, uh, what we know, the the films that we've seen that that came before uh, have a lot to do with that, and that's that's some of it too. I, I have done a little bit of research uh, on Harley Quinn as far as some of the other storylines, and there are there are lines where she does leave the Joker, which they're going into Birds of Prey. I don't know how they're going to set up the fact that they're no longer together, uh, but there are, have been ones where she did she does escape him, she does walk away, she does realize that she's in a relationship that's not good for her. Um, so it does get addressed in some of the, some of the comic book storylines. You know, it all depends on who wrote it, who who you know who who was the creator right um so th those are those are good too what what else uh, what are the characters kind of stuck with you uh none of the characters really stuck with me really i mean amanda waller is she's an evil bitch in the in the comics she's 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 evil i mean she's like next she's next level evil uh even like if, if you wanted to compare them you wanted to go amanda waller or thanos she's she's more evil than 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 thanos because in, in her mind, it doesn't matter. The, the means justify the end. She thinks that she's self-righteous and she'll do... That scene where those people were protecting her, mm -hmm. taking care of her, getting her rescued, and before she left, she killed them all. Like, Jesus, what... That, that to me, in that movie, when I saw that, I was like, that bitch crazy. <laughs> she, she crazy. <laughs> um, she just... They, they made her look in my mind today, exactly what a government representative, official uh, representative, senator, whatever, president, that's exactly what they are. They don't give a shit as long as they get what they want. She was cold, and these people did what they did, and she goes, I'll give you 10 years off your sentence. He's like, three life sentences? You gave me 10 years? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I'd be pissed too. I, I really would. I, I probably would have told her, just, just press my button. I'm done. I'm good. She was she was just awful. I none, nobody else in that movie made a mark on me. Everybody else, other than Deadshot and Harley, who we've talked about, they were just kind of side notes. Mm -hmm. You know, Diablo was. I mean, oh hey, look, I am not going to do anything. Oh look, I'm going to sacrifice. I mean, eh, you know, I I I don't think it wasn't it wasn't really about the characters in this movie. It was more about just the fun factor of the movie. To me. Fun fact about Jay Hernandez. Last name's Hernandez? Mm -mm. What? Did you know? No, I didn't. That he did a voice in Toy Story 4. Oh, really? Who, which character? Bonnie's dad. Wow. So there are, three there are three actors who have Disney ties. 
in Suicide Squad. Jay Hernandez is one. Obviously, Will Smith was the other mm-hmm. with Aladdin. And then uh, our Oof. friend, oh, God, I'm going to have to pronounce his name again. Nope, Crocagator Man. Crocagator Man. Um, he did a voice on the series for Untangled? Tangled. Oh, Tangled. Okay, Tangled. on the series? So he did. Yeah, he did like a Disney Channel series voice as well. Oh, cool. So. Cool. Just your fun facts. Yeah. What were your three favorite parts of this movie? That it ended. Fair enough. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's fine. You can be honest. No, I like the I like the interaction between Griggs and Joker when he's got his hand in his face, kiss my ring kind of deal, and he finally kisses the ring, and he's like, "I could tell you meant that." Yeah, that was that was pretty funny, and that that led me to to think, okay, well maybe poor, you know. And I, we don't know if Jared Leto is going to stay in this world, right? If he's going to, because I think a lot of people do want to see their Harley Quinn Joker movie, but whether or not you're going to get it with Jared Leto, I think he got kind of pissed off and felt kind of snubbed with the whole Joker movie and, and all that. But but that was a good scene. It was a very I, good scene. I digress, sorry. Uh, all, all, no, it's all, almost all of Ike Barinholtz's scenes were good. He was really, really good in this movie, I thought. Uh, he, I think he was underrated. Is that, is that the new guy? <laughs> <laughs> He had some good lines. I had to look him up, too, to kind of see what else he had done. I know he'd done Mad TV for quite a while. I um, think he's more a comic than he is he, an actor. He's been on Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Um, and other uh, stuff that's on yeah, the list right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think, too. The the one that was Slipknot, which they obviously set him up that this is your expendable one because they didn't give you a dossier on him. He, he immediately punches a female... Soldier getting out of the yeah, SUV. Yeah, that was, that was stupid. Oh, and the guy that can climb anything slipped up. Moving on. Yeah. That's exactly, I mean, come on. Do, do you know he was in Flags of Our Fathers? No, who was he? I don't know who he was. He was in Flags of Our Fathers. He was in Wind Talker. And he was in Joe Dirt. Oh, wow. He was. Good for him. What, the, the something that kick, Kickway King or whatever his name was? Uh, no, no idea. I don't know, but he was, yeah, he was good. Uh, oh, yeah. He was the guy that was selling the um, he was selling the fireworks. Oh, okay. You got well, you ain't got no who's who do's, who's who don'ts. I, I got I got snakes. I like snakes. That's that's who that was. <laughs> okay, so that's that's just a side note. We're we're diverting. Sorry. Um, the other thing, I guess, I'm I'm really stretching here for for what I would like in this movie. Um. I thought this the scene where they start to start, start to fight a little bit more like a team um, is is good uh, when they had to save Flag when Deadpool kind of tells Harley you no know, he, he dies we die go go save him and she was like oh <sighs> I don't want to do this she was she was entertaining I just it just was very hard for me to kind of like get swept up in it the way I could get swept up in an MCU piece okay. Number three, that's it? Just two? Only have two? Oh, I said the end. Okay, fair enough. Yep, you sure did. <laughs> what what, what uh, three did you like the least? What was your the three moments you hated the most? Not not parts of, not things about oh, the movie okay. that you hated those, the parts of the movie that you hated the parts most. Parts of the movie that I hated the most. Let me see. Um, okay. June Moon is a really bad archaeologist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's one of the notes oh, that nuts. I put down. <laughs> yeah, 
Archaeologists wouldn't just go, hey, what's this? Snap. You ripped the head off of it. And they wouldn't go alone. Most likely, no. Yeah, you'd have a team with you, so that's kind of silly. Um, I thought it was funny um, when they were doing the dossier on Harley Quinn, and she said, oh, and she's, she's the Joker's girlfriend. And I'm like, isn't the Joker's girlfriend a villain, too? Wouldn't she have, you know marks on her record in her own right if she had been with him that long i it think was that was really i think that silly. was very bad exposition is what that was they were they were letting it because I mean, when you make they make these movies and they act like people that are going to see these movies don't have any idea of what's going on mm-hmm. right so they have to tell you well she's joker's girlfriend mm-hmm. just like oh slipknot the guy who can climb anything oh by the way he didn't climb shit he used harpoons and cables and stuff so yeah i don't i yeah. don't get that character i don't understand go. the character and like I said, I, I didn't like this trying to set up conflict between Flag and, and Deadshot, and it just it just it didn't ring that there was this. It was like, well, you do this and you do that, and you lied to me, and it, but it didn't feel like either one of them was really invested in that fight. There was no. It was so detached, mm-hmm. so didn't like that. Gotcha. I'd like to take just a second and talk about the difference between the regular cut and the director's cut. Oh, go right ahead, because I don't know what those are. Well, there was about 11 minutes mm-hmm. extra from what I understood, and some of the scenes were like 10 or 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Um, you know, one of the scenes was when they go to feed Killer Croc the first time, and the guy with the mustache is like, Were we, is, does he really eat people? And he hold, the one guy holds it. See that? Vulcanized rubber. The guy that was asking that question was the director. Okay. So it was, it's a little bit of cameo. L- little stuff. The scene where Harley's driving down the road on the motorcycle. I don't understand how you make this movie and the director's cut isn't the cut that you put out. I get that some of it doesn't really matter, but almost all of it does. From my understanding, the scene in the bar mm-hmm. where they decide that they're going to quit and then they decide that they're going to go back out, that scene was like two and a half minutes long, apparently, in the theater. And there's there's nothing in that scene that should have ever even thought about being cut. You, you that's the first time that you actually have the ability to give a shit about these people. That that you realize that they just either misunderstood or have made mistakes. Except for Harley, she she's flat out wacko. But because of what happened to her, not because of that's who she was when she was born. Mm-hmm. They cut this out. I don't think you can watch this movie and appreciate it at all. And I think that's one of the reasons that its score suffered the way it did between critics and fans. I mean, it made a lot of money. There's a lot of crap out there that makes a lot of money. I don't think... If they, if they want you to be invested in these characters the way they are, don't cut out the development of the characters. And don't give me this crap about how, oh, we did it because of time. Nobody would have given a shit about that 11 minutes. Now, if it had been an hour and eleven minutes, that's different. Well, it kept it kept changing hands about o- over who who had editing um, over that. Sorry, I just had a cat jump in my lap. Oh, yeah. Because um, didn't they, they gave it to the trailer house to edit at one point? I mean, whatever. Take um, take. Do but I'm not I'm not saying that you're, you're what you're right. what you're going. But uh, I mean, DC was so freaked out over this film that they effectively probably made it worse than it could have been. So this was 
build on the DVD as the extended cut. So that was one of my questions. Is it the extended cut or is it the director's it's cut? It's the director's it's cut. It's director's cut. So we're looking at this as director's cut. Okay. Yeah. That, but again, okay. So you did, you gave it to somebody that you weren't sure that should have been editing it. Take some, take some ownership of your properties here, DC. For for God's sakes, I mean, how how can Warner Brothers constantly fuck these things up, Co- constantly? Well, I think they're underestimating their audience, and that's you know, and that's kind of some of what I felt like in some of these character introductions. That it was when I said some of the music and stuff like that was so ham fisted. It's just like trust your audience and trust the actor to do a good job with it. Um, I, I felt the same way uh, with Black Panther, with, with um, I can't think of the villain's name right now. Kill, oh, Killmonger. Killmonger. Um, Completely wasted. I, I felt like they had, you have, you have your motivations as your villain. The villain has motivations. This mm-hmm. is what helps keep the plot going forward, right? Because you have your antagonist and your protagonist they both want different things there was an overt line with Killmonger that was there's a bunch of people out there that are getting screwed over that don't have the same resources I want to even up the balance and actually I want to give them more I want to arm these people who have been disenfranchised that was his overt motivation. Now, inwardly, he's pissed off because his father died. He basically has been kept away from his people, the Wakandians. Is that the Wakandans? The Wakandans. Mm-hmm. Um, they he, they had him play that both on the outside instead of letting it build, and then that internal anger coming out in like that final battle and i just felt like you're not trusting us to get this about this character we saw what happened to his dad we saw what he was left behind we saw that that would make a man angry i i I just don't get it when when they don't trust the audience to be smart about these things and i really felt that that dc in this case and a lot of other cases too they just don't trust their audiences to get it. And that's, it's frustrating as a viewer. Yeah. Because, you know, show me, don't tell me. Don't consistently feel like you have to tell me and repeat these things unless they're going somewhere. Right? Don't, don't show me something and have it mean nothing later. And we had that conversation about, you know, Boomerang loving his little pink unicorn. And you see him keep putting it in his jacket uh, two at least three times and then he gets that knife thrown at him and the thing that protects him is the money it would have been much better payoff if it was oh, the, it would have been funny unicorn. it would have been hysterical yeah but it but a stuffed unicorn isn't going to stop a knife from a but it de- out, again, otherworldly beast this is a comic book movie so i'm willing to suspend my disbelief if you do enough a good enough job of telling me the story maybe it could hit the eye maybe it could hit the eye on the unicorn well it's just like it's just like in deadpool the thing that stops the bullet is a, a coin that you get in a an arcade. Really, that's not going to stop a bullet either, but that's we all believed it because it was Deadpool. No, that, that could happen. That happened to me last week. I was at Chuck E. Cheese playing skee-ball. Shit got real. It's crazy. You can't, just can't take you anywhere. Nope. <laughs> we cannot take you anywhere. But you know, you understand what I'm oh, saying? I understand exactly and what I, you're saying. And I feel like 
Warner Brothers just doesn't have the, I don't know if they don't have the faith in their directors or they don't have the faith in the audience. And that's what was really frustrating to me about watching this movie because I did want it to be good. I do want to see these films. I, I didn't mind the Superman when they rebooted Superman with Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting, ba- you know, Batman versus Superman. But that film just drained the life out of me because they were too busy trying to show you things and tell you things that establish motivations that we already know. Martha. 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 What? Martha. You know someone named Martha, too? Oh, we're friends. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I, I, I get it. I, there's a lot I, of things that are they're wrong, and... and there's a lot of things that Warner Brothers does wrong with these franchises. You know, I, I've said I've said it's because they don't have the working capital that Disney does. They can't afford a failure. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to make this decision. And if you get this decision wrong, it's gonna really it's really gonna hurt. So you're like, okay, blue. Got it. Wait a, wait a minute. What if damn, what if it's red? Oh, okay, 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 red, red, red. And and then 20 minutes before the essay goes, oh, shit, shit, like, wait, blue, blue, it's gotta be, it's gotta be yeah, it's and blue. Then, and then they get catapulted. Y- yeah, yeah, yes, they get catapulted off red, the bridge. No, blue, yes. But that's that's what I see here. I see them, it's, that's what Warner Brothers does with these movies, with the exception of Joker. They they take these movies, and they're like, well, they, they, they might not like this. Well, no, no, they will like this. No, 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 they won't like this. Well, let's, just, you gotta, you gotta pick a lane, you gotta stay in it, and you gotta go. Yeah, don't don't try to be another studio. Definitely don't, try, especially one that that is now owned by Disney. Just don't. Well, Disney can afford to make a mistake, and if they do make a mistake, they've got. I mean, I think what in this year, I think the top ten movies, I think like eight of them are are Disney, between The Lion King and Aladdin and Endgame, and um, uh, Spider Man Homecoming or Spider Man Far From Home and. What, what, there's there's another one. There's like two or three more. You get you got Frozen. Oh, Toy Story four. You've got Frozen two. Come, they they can make a mistake. Mm-hmm. If something fails, they're like, eh, okay, whatever. We'll make it up on the Blu-rays when we sell it to the little kitties or all the merchandising that we've got going on. They they can and Warner Brothers can't. But I I think the box office numbers alone showed that you could even come up with, even with this mishmash. I'm going to call it a casserole of a film. Mm-hmm that they did do well at the box office. They they, they surpassed Guardians of the Galaxy for ticket sales in the first weekend. In the first weekend. Okay, cuz everybody was excited, everybody was excited about the Joker Harley Quinn thing when they found out that it wasn't that it they slowed down a little bit. But what I'm saying is is even though they made money on this movie and it was successful for them, which is good, which is why they're going to go back and redo it, that doesn't mean they made a good movie. Mm-hmm. There's lots of piles of garbage out there that make oh. a shitload of money. So, and, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying that even with this, they made money. So why are they? Why do they continually shoot themselves in the foot with this second guessing? Now we we may see so, something completely different from Birds of Prey. The thing that scares me about Birds of Prey is it has a February release. So did Black Panther. Yeah, and we all saw Black Panther. I thought Black Panther was fine until it got into the third act. The third act. Mm. I, I agreed, and that's what that's what I mean. That's the last act that you see, so that's the last act that you remember. I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never seen a movie and gone, "Oh my God, 
the first two acts were so amazing. Yeah, the third act sucked, but oh my god, the first two acts were so amazing. You walk out of that theater going, what, what just happened? What, what did I just watch? That because that's what, you, that's that's how it. Imagine, imagine if uh, if Jaws third act would have sucked. We would have never gotten Jaws four, the revenge, and a shark with motivation. And, and ladies and gentlemen, that's a world I just don't want to live in. <laughs> Is that the one where they're in the Bahamas? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. When yeah. Michael Caine was asked, why did you do that movie? And he goes, they, because it bought me a house in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> money. I, I did it for money. Yeah. Good old Michael Caine. I want to move on to I have questions. Okay. I have questions. Do you have questions? I have questions. Sure. Okay. All right. So some of the questions that I have are, um, let's look here. When they were um, trying to mobilize this Team X, I kept thinking, where, well, they had the Flash find Boomerang in Australia. Where the fuck is the Flash? Why aren't they using the Flash? He's busy. He's busy. So what else is going on in the world? Somebody's trying to end the world. Remember, remember this is between uh, Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. and Justice League. So these guys were not technically superheroes yet. Because mm-hmm. Batman, that's what that's what Bruce Wayne gets at the end of Suicide Squad. If you watch the the teaser trailer at the end, that's what he gets from Amanda Waller for promising to help protect her. He gets the information on the other metahumans: Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. So they don't know about Flash yet. Okay, they don't know. And 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 think about it like this too: Suicide Squad is not necessarily. Villains that are all pulled from the DC universe, Suicide Squad villains are all from Gotham. They are all from the Batman universe. These are all guys that Batman goes after. So that's where the Flash is. We, we, don't, we don't know where the Flash is yet. He okay. doesn't exist. All right. One, one question successfully answered. My other question is, in that scene where they're first having to fight these mealy-faced army that got created by... Yeah, dude just had some acne. Get, get, get up off of him. He's just a kid. That's, those are a lot of blackheads, man. I know. But oh, bump needs Dr. Pimple Popper stat. Um, so that, that's from Seinfeld, right? Pimple Popper MD? No, there is actually a, a channel on YouTube called Dr. Pimple Popper. And All right. And you get to see extractions of really gross shit. All right, good news. I'll never be yeah. watching that. Thanks for the heads up. Fun fact, just avoid uh, it. No, no, no. There's nothing fun about that at all. <laughs> just avoid it. So as they're getting ready to battle these things, we see Boomerang with, you thought it was an energy drink. I thought it was beer. I don't, where the hell did he get it from? Out of his suitcase, I guess. I, I don't know. I uh, don't understand. I get, yeah, you're, you're right. But then it would have been warm. He'd been in, he's been in prison for how long? <sighs> Anyway, okay, all right. That's potential. All right, so when they find out that these army things are actually humans that got transformed, because Deadshot's at that, that's a $3,000 watch, mm-hmm. um, and Rick Flagg tells Boomerang, just don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it, but he takes the watch anyway. As he's walking away, he takes the watch and he puts it up to his ear. Mm-hmm. How dumb is Boomerang? A three thousand dollar watch would not tick. Well, he's 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 not really smart. I mean, all his his profession he's an asset location asset mm-hmm. relocation manager. He's not. I mean, 
It's just it's he just a, it's diamonds. just a joke. He knows. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just a joke. It just I think it's probably a little bit of improv that just kinda, might be. Yeah. Might be. But and maybe that was it. Maybe that was going to tell you he did take the watch anyway because yeah. You know. All right. Okay. Now they answered. My other one, and this is my final one, is did iPad pay for product placement in this movie? Because there's a lot of freaking iPads. I'm well, maybe they're Samsungs. Maybe they're Androids. Maybe. Maybe we don't know. We never saw the Apple. They, I, of course, of course, somebody paid for product placement. Of course they did. They kept holding up those phones. Mm-hmm. You know, we we get it that you've got it on an app. You know, you could have just pointed at your neck. We're just going to leave. She could have just said, "No, you're not." As she pointed at her neck, at your neck, mm-hmm. and they would have been like, "Oh, I, oh, that's right. I got it. I see what I see. What's going on?" But they they had a lot of it. You know, the voice of God. You know, behold the voice of God, and there's Amanda Waller on the screen. The Joker had one. Of course, of course, yeah. he did. Um, so. I mean, the Joker has everything. I have questions. Okay. How come Amanda Waller can stab the heart like she does, and it heals itself, but at the end, Flag just kind of grabs it and crushes it in his hands, and she's dead. It seemed like two different hearts, right? I, well, no. It ju- I mean, I mean, one, well, no, just an easy way to end it, I guess. Probably. I mean, shouldn't shouldn't they have incinerated it or fucking blown it up or something? You would think. Well, Flag had to do it because Flag had to kind of carry out for, for the writing. But I'm sure that there was nowhere in the Entrantress's background that says the only person that can destroy her heart is the man who's in love with her. Yeah, because no, he's not in love with d- the Enchantress. No, that was him trying to be sacrificing something that he. Cared I I about. I get that, but why is it that Amanda can stab it with a a a ice pick like she does and it it's fine a couple minutes later but when he grabs it and just kind of crushes it with his hands he destroys her that that's my maybe loophole. it dried out maybe yeah when, maybe when, maybe it wasn't when harley ripped it out and it was on the f- floor it dried out a yeah. little bit so <laughs> why why is uh her brother able to destroy everything with his tendons until he runs up against them and he can't hit any of them he, he does not hit a single one of them that's because that was script. written. That's the way it was yeah. written. Yeah. There's lots of plot holes in this movie. There's lots of plot holes in this movie. What did you think? Because I, there were so many movies that just kept springing to my mind when I was watching this. You know, that scene where they've got the light up in the air and all these explosions. It was very Ghostbuster y. Yeah. Um, there's the, the Will Smith shooting and all the. The targets, you know, called Men in Black and probably a dozen other Will Smith films in my mind. Uh, just crazy stuff. Uh, uh, MCU stuff, obviously, because you get the, the, the two people supposed to be in conflict with each other and that, that team. And, and when she's showing them their deepest desires, that kind of spoke to Age of Ultron to me. What did you think about that sequence? I. Uh- I don't understand why she can show them everything that they want deep down, but she doesn't realize that Harley's going to st- slash her with the katana. Yeah. I mean, if you know everything, you know everything. It, it it is what it is. It was just a way to end it. I mean, you. Uh, it's not like it's not like Thor could have thrown, you know, heart heartbreaker or heartseeker or whatever it is. Stormbreaker. And, Stormbreaker and hit and hit one of them. You don't have any super mm-hmm. duper ability from any of them. She's already beat the dog shit out of them couple times she fights them and stops and fights them and stops and they they're not any closer to beating her uh, it, it, you know a, a bomb took out the big guy why didn't they just drop why didn't they just fly and 
you know, an F-22 over and shoot a couple of heat seekers down. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it had something to do with Diablo suddenly realizing what this was and, and breaking that spell. Maybe. I, I Maybe. You know, I mean, I don't know. It, it is what it is. I, I, did, I, did think, I did think Jared Leto looked pretty slamming in that suit. Um, Which suit? In Harley's little flash that she's in a oh yeah he looked like he looked like a normal individual yeah. didn't he very very suddenly Seymour yeah yeah so. I I I don't have any questions because I just blew him off I mean really <laughs> like okay my question how are we gonna defeat this guy you know we left a charge down there I can send a teal a, se- a seam of teals uh, <laughs> I can learn to talk one day I can send a team of seals down there and we'll just do that where, where the hell did they come from you got nobody else in this city to rescue anybody or do anything, and all of a sudden, three seals in full scuba gear show up with a complete knowledge of the under. I mean, that's yes, that that there's a lot of plot holes in this movie. But if you're going to question, I I will take a, a lead from somebody that we talk about movies quite a bit with. If you're going to question the fact that three seals just showed up out of nowhere, let's talk about you know the woman that's making this nuclear bomb behind her. Oh, what a coincidence. Oh, you've showed up. My spell's ready. Yeah, they're making a nuclear bomb out of what? No, she's just casting a spell that's going to allow her to destroy stuff. Then how are they going to blow it up? They're not going to that that's why did the bomb destroy I it, there's lots of there's lots of there's lots of holes. There's lots of questions in this movie. It's a superhero movie. There's always lots of questions. I don't understand. This movie's crap. Why? Cuz nobody can fly. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Movie <laughs> movie over. <laughs> Movie over. You know, you can't really fly. It's all CGI. That's it. Anyway, so... Would you watch this again? Well, let's let's go back to the first question. Would I watch this again, or would I rather have my soul stuck in Katana's Katana? I Depends on who's in the Katana, man. Right? Like, who am I spending the rest of eternity with? Apparently it, quite a few people. Yeah, well, it, it looks like some bad dudes are in there. Yeah, so. but 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 when you kill the bad dudes since they were possessed and it's their soul, do you get the original person? But she also killed the people that were oh, responsible the Yakuza. for the Yakuza. Yeah, so you, you have to imagine that she's 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 killed some undesirables before. So can, can I watch the movie again, you know, watching YouTube videos on my iPad? I don't know. There's plenty of iPads around apparently. Yeah, tons of iPads. Joker's got one. He, uh, we know. <laughs> they come in very handy. Yes. Would you watch it again? Not voluntarily, no. Okay. Oh, well, then you're welcome. <laughs> I'd probably watch it again since I own it. <laughs> you bought it? Five bucks. Oh. It was five bucks at oh. Target. I bought it with uh, the night I went to get Endgame. It was sitting right next to it. It was five dollars. I'm like, all right, at the, you know, okay. <laughs> maybe that was maybe that was some genius in the store going, okay, all right, everybody's coming in for Endgame. Oh, that's Let's exact- get rid of this. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. They had all the superhero movies lumped together mm-hmm. around Endgame. Right. They had DC and Marvel. They had all the Marvels on Blu-ray. You know, I mean, I wouldn't buy it on 4K. Um, I it's a movie that I'll be sitting here at the desk working. Doing whatever, and it'll be on in the background or something. It just that's it. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna invite all my friends over and go. You have got to watch this movie. Would I have been disappointed if I'd seen this in the theater? Yeah, I would have. But you know, now the new one, the one that's coming out in 2021. 
there is a more of a chance I think I'd want to see it just because of uh, I'd want to see what James Gunn did with this story. Yeah, we, this, we I need more I need characters. more information before I can commit to that. Uh, the Warner Brothers movies have just left me. Yeah. That's all I can say. I mean, you know, everybody told me uh, how good Aquaman was, and I watched Aquaman, and you know what? It was all right. It, it was, it was probably, in uh, my honest opinion, it was probably a better movie than this movie. But I liked Suicide Squad more because this movie was more fun. Uh, you know, I'm not. I am honestly not excited to see Wonder Woman eighty four. I'm not. I, there's there's too there's too many issues that have come out of this movie about things that you're hearing. You know what? I love Kristen Wiig. I'm not convinced that I'm ready to see Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. As a uh, villain, yeah. As a villain. I mean, again, questions, I'll let him answer it for me. How is Chris Pine still alive? There's there's you know, so the 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 Warner Brothers movies, I'm just kind of you know, it's like is it oh, it's coming out this weekend? Okay, we'll wait and see how it does. Okay. Everybody's if everybody loves it, I'll go give it a whirl. Of any of the films post Christopher Nolan, so this iteration, mm-hmm. what is the one that you would say <clears throat> is the best? Ugh. I mean, best being a subjective term. Well, even though a lot of people praise Dark Knight Rises, I'm not a huge fan. No, post Nolan. I understand that. Okay. So I'm go- I, I'd have to include that in there because Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are amazing. Dark Knight Rises is, you know, 75%. Post-Nolan, I mean, well, does the Joker count? Because it's a different type of movie. It is a different type of movie. I don't think it ties in with that iteration of the universe. I mean, none, of, none, of, none of those movies have, well, you know, Wonder Woman was really good. Well, Wonder Woman was good, even though I had a couple questions with it and the, C, the CGI on... Um, Damn it! Who the who, I can't remember who the bad guy's name in that was. Hades. No, it wasn't Hades. That's Hercules. Um, it was Ares. Ares. Even though the CGI on Ares was really bad and it was contrived that he was the bad guy, mm-hmm. even though they worked him into the story good, the way they made him mm-hmm. it would, it left me the 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 third act and that was fairly weak. W- Wonder Woman is the one that that I would probably say, but, but even though even those weren't even that's not. Yeah, it, it, the rating, I, the, the ratings way. that it got from critics and, and fans, in my opinion, were nowhere near what that actually was. It, I had severe problems with it, even though it was it was again a fun watch. It had it had the most promise, and it had some really good parts to it. But I agree with you. I I think a hero can only be as good as its villain. Yeah. That the one exception I would say is Shazam. Right, because Shazam oh, had shit. a different. That but one, this, yeah, this is far not, and away. Yeah. Shazam, far and away. I forgot about Shazam. Far and away, the best of post Nolan. Right, but Shazam really isn't tied into this line, so to speak, of of, Sh- of sure, movies. Sure, he is. Who walked in? Who was in the, the the last scene in Shazam? We think it was Superman. It, it was Superman. Yeah, um, but I feel like the the villain in Shazam was so weak. So weak, but the only thing that made it the, that much enjoyable was him figuring out his powers and having fun with it. Yeah, the, the villain was, the villain was the underdeveloped. Humor was great. He yeah. was underdeveloped oh, in Shazam, but that that still that that movie for what it did and what it gave you and what it wanted to be, it nailed it. It mm-hmm. absolutely nailed it. I, I would have to say that. Okay. Anything else? 
Nope. All right. Just what what do I get to watch? What do you get to watch? Well, I figured, um, even though it, when the, the next one comes out, it will be post-Halloween, that we probably ought to give horror a little spin. <sighs> so I, God, wa- I hate you, Kenny. I hate you, Kenny. All right. So I want to give you a choice. All right. Because I know horror is not your thing. Okay. Okay. So I want to give you a choice of Babadook. All right. Hereditary. Okay. Or Rosemary's Baby. I pick Smokey and the Bandit. Um, you know what? Uh, I think we need to do Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Because that's a critically acclaimed. There's a lot of there, that's mm-hmm. a that's a. I'm going to watch Hereditary and Babadook eventually anyway, but Rose, Rosemary's Baby might be good because you know what? Hey, who doesn't want to watch a movie from 1976? Actually, it was in the 60s. Even better. <laughs> well, I hesitated about throwing that in there because I don't want to just keep picking older movies. Well, that's all right. That's why but, I gave you a choice. But that's that's what this is about, right? Okay. Is this about? I mean, it's it, it's an older movie, but it's it's got a lot of it's got a lot of street cred. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a movie, you know, it would be like me saying, hey, you need to watch Taxi Driver, and you going, oh, it's an old movie. It's a movie that's got a lot of, it's, it's there's a lot that's based off of it. So I'll, I'll just do Rosemary's Baby. I'll do All Rosemary's right. Baby. So, you maybe, heard it, folks. Maybe on our Instagram this week, we can put up our, our, our definition for gaslighting. <laughs> uh-huh. um, what he's referring to, just so we're not laughing at an inside joke that... If you're still listening at this point, you don't understand. We we talked about horror movies on Top 5 for Fighting, uh, the, the episode that is uh, coming out uh, the week of Halloween. And today. It's coming out. It's coming out today. It's coming out today, but it won't be today when people listen to this. So Correct. The week of Halloween. It's but it's actually out. coming out today. So when you listen to this, it came out today. <laughs> so anyway, we started talking about our Top 5 and, and spoilers Rosemary Baby, Rosemary's Baby is in my top five, and we talked about the character of Guy Woodhouse and how he gaslights his his wife, and that uh, uh, apparently Mike has a different definition for gaslighting. So tune in. Find yeah, out. you'll enjoy it. We we laughed quite hard. I enjoyed this very much. I can't wait to watch Rosemary's Baby. Yay! I think. I. I think there'll be parts of it you like. Um, there are parts of it when I watch it that it, it, they're aging badly, but it's still a good, Stu- it's good still watch got in my cred. mind. So still got street cred. We'll see. You, you might not like it. Who knows? Find out yeah, next episode. Next, next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. I am gbishop72 on Twitter. I am t5ff underscore angel on Twitter. I'm also under Marketing Angel on Instagram. You can find the shows um, on Twitter at Honey Watch This, on Instagram at Honey Watch This, and on Facebook. We are currently um, now on iTunes. We are on Spotify, and you can find us on Podbean. That's awesome. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>